When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C O R R Y. J-O-E-L. You can also read my regular CBSSports.com column agents take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. Today we're going to take a look at the DeAndre Hopkins situation. Um, on Friday, uh, we got some pre-Memorial Day news. The Arizona Cardinals announced that they were releasing DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Hopkins did not have a $30.75 million cap number. He did prior to his six-game suspension for violating the performance-enhancing substances policy, but the Cardinals did get a slight cap credit this year to bring the bonus proration down on the roster bonus that was converted into signing bonus and prorated last year. So his cap number this year is actually $29,988,890. Now, Cap credit, from my understanding, also extended to the proration next year. So, since this release is occurring before June 2nd, when the proration from future years were not at the cap this year, um, everything from proration from 2024 is going to hit the cap in 2023. And there is a signing bonus, option bonus, and then the restructure uh, with the roster bonus. So, that's... The way I have it is the dead money is going to be $21,077,776, which would be instead of an $8.15 million cap savings, which it would have been without any suspension, it's going to be an $8,911,114 cap savings that the Cardinals are going to get this year. Hopkins was scheduled to make $19.45 million this year and had a $14.915 million salary in 2024 for a total of $34.365 million. Why weren't the Cardinals able to trade DeAndre Hopkins? First off, uh, the Cardinals' initial asking price was reportedly a second-round pick. And that was not unreasonable um, to ask for in a trade, given what happened in 2021, that um, Julio Jones was acquired after June 1st, so the Titans acquired him from the um, Atlanta Falcons, so the Falcons could take the proration over two years. Um, the trade compensation for that was Jones in a 2023 six-round pick uh, went to the Titans, and the Falcons got back a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick. So asking for a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, who in nine games last year had 64 catches, 717 yards, and three touchdowns, was not going to be unreasonable. First trade we saw for wide receiver this year was Brandon Cooks, and that kind of reshaped 
what a team should expect to give up. Because Brandon Cooks, who turns uh, 30 in September, Hopkins turns 31 on June 6th, went for to Dallas from Houston for a 2023 fifth and a 2024 sixth round pick. Far cry from second round pick that the uh, Arizona Cardinals supposedly wanted. Cooks was supposed to make 18.5 million this year and 16.5 million next year, 35 million. Um, he had 57 catches for 699 yards and three touchdowns in 13 games last year. Now, prior to the trade, the Texans ate six million dollars of salary. They converted six million dollars into signing bonus to reduce the amount of money that the uh, Cowboys are having to take on this year. Um, and then there is a subsequent restructure after he was uh, acquired. So this year, Cooks instead of making eighteen five was going to make eighteen, and he ended up reducing his sixteen point five million dollars salary to eight um, next year. So it's going to be. $26 million over two years. And then there was another conversion by Dallas where they took $8 million and converted into signing bonus, added to voiding dummy years to stretch out the proration over four years. Then about a week before the draft, maybe close to 10 days, you had another trade, which was basically a salary dump. And the Rams getting rid of Allen Robinson that just didn't pan out in the one year he was with the... Um, Rams. He hasn't been productive since 2020 over the 2021 and 2022 seasons. Last year in Chicago, plus his first year in L.A., 71 catches, 749 yards, four touchdowns in 2022. 33 catches, 339 yards, three TDs. That was 10 games. Um, He had an $18.05 million cap hit uh, with the Rams. Now, there's a 5.8 Five two five million dollar fifth A league roster bonus the Rams already paid. Robinson was going to make fifteen point two five million this year. Um, they ate five million more on the way out the door. Converted five million salary, so um, they're eating ten point two five million dollars in cash to get rid of Allen Robinson. Um, he's still going to make the fifteen point two five million dollar this year. This year because he's making the five from Pittsburgh. They did a salary conversion as well, and he chopped down his $15.75 million salary for 2024. He's originally scheduled to make $31 million over those two years. Now he's going to make seven point five million um, in 2024, but he's making fifteen point two five this year. You got two teams eating salary to facilitate a trade. Apparently, cap room was more important to... Cardinals than anything else because you got one team eating six in Dallas, another eating 10.25 in the Rams. And in the Rams case, they ended up having their cap charges for Robinson increased by 3.4 million, $18.05 million cap hit. Now 21.45 million in dead money. Now Arizona is picking up $8.9 million of cap room by cutting Hopkins, if they, what I'm saying is, if they were going to eat $5 million, $6 million of salary, then that was going to cut into um, cap saves if they found a suitor. And also, you need to have someone 
you cut that, there's willing to pay him similar to what these two guys are getting. He's supposed to make $19.45 million. You had 18, 18 that Cooks is making, 15.25 that Robinson is making. So if you ate five, Hopkins would have had 14.45 million left. Some obviously that didn't happen. The two teams that had the most interest were, from according to Albert Greer of SI, the Bills and the Chiefs. But there's no way they're going to be able to fit that type of. Uh, cap hit in, even if there's a significant amount of money of salary eaten, because you have to have enough money to absorb the remaining part of player's contract in a trade. So them even taking on at the time, $10 million would have been damn near impossible. So there are a lot of logistical problems to the trade. So Arizona just decided, you know what, we're going to have a clean cap in 2024, uh, get them off the books this year, take our 8-9 cap space, move on. Um, there's criticism because you weren't able to get anything for Hopkins this year. Not even a late-round pick. Saw that, air, that the Rams moved up 17 spots in the draft in a fire sale. Found Robinson didn't get that. That was their choice. Uh, they couldn't have used the post G1 designation. Each team has two post G1 designations. Um, Arizona used them this league year on J.J. Watt, who is retiring in a more complicated maneuver uh, where they turned a voiding dummy year into a real year, pushed the void back in future years, and then um, used one on him and then on Rodney Hudson. So they didn't have a post one designation available. Now, to me, it's probably pretty clear after the draft you weren't going to be able to get anything satisfactory for DeAndre Hopkins or have a team work out some sort of new contract, which is satisfactory. And they'd given Hopkins permission to talk to other teams during this whole process, supposedly. Um, you could have just released him a month ago, right after the draft. Much easier process um, for Hopkins now that there isn't trade compensation involved. You don't have the same constraints for the cap. Now, for Arizona, it's pretty clear this is a reset year, and that happens with a new regime a lot. Team disappointing last year, won four games. Uh, Kyler Murray's out indefinitely because of torn ACL. You got tons of draft capital already in 2024, so maybe the need for additional draft capital wasn't as pressing. You've got the Texans' first-round pick for next year, and the Texans are a team which are projected to be uh, one of the worst teams in football. The Cardinals are projected by some to have the inside track the first overall pick next year. So it's conceivable they could have the first and second overall picks or two picks in the top five, which would give them flexibility if they wanted to move up and try to get in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, who, unless barring something happening, should be the first overall pick in 2024. Putting all that aside, Hopkins on an I Am Athlete podcast uh, in the last few days with Brandon Marshall had indicated five quarterbacks he wanted to um, play for, play play with. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens, Justin Herbert, Los Angeles Chargers. One of the other things he said was he wanted uh, stable management upstairs. Now, question for Hopkins is, 
what's going to be the most important thing to them? Is it money, trying to get fair market value for services, or is he willing to be flexible because he wants to put himself in the best situation to uh, win an ever-elusive Super Bowl ring? For his career, Hopkins has made um, $114,460,033 in career earnings. So he is financially in a position based on what he's made from his football contracts where he doesn't have to be driven by money. Now, that being said, most players still are going to be wanted to be fairly compensated. Now, this has not been the best wide receiver market uh, this year um, for the guys who were free agents or for the guys who were released. There has been one deal that was phenomenal and surprising. Odell Beckham Jr., who will turn 31 in the middle of the season, um, signed a one-year deal for a fully guaranteed $15 million. Although he missed all of 2022 with a torn ACL. He tore his left ACL for the second time in Super Bowl 56. Didn't play at all last year. Fully guaranteed $15 million. Um, 13.8 Eight three five million to sign, one point one six five million dollars as a base salary, three million dollars in incentives. So the last time he went to a Pro Bowl, two thousand sixteen. Last one thousand yard season, two thousand nineteen. So if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I could understand why that deal would be very important um, for him. In terms of this guy, has not been that type of player. In years, you got two knee injuries, and he gets that. Surprising thing about this deal, there are no per-game roster bonus. I figured, given that Beckham missed all of last year, previous had a previous ACL tear, any deal he had was going to have significant per-game roster bonuses, where the team gets to, if he isn't on the 53-man 46-man, 48-man roster, I should say. If he isn't active for that particular game, then he doesn't get the amount of money. And I thought there'd be over a million. And it's a 17-game season. These are paid per game. I thought it might be $1.02 million in per-game roster bonuses, 60000 for each game he's active. So that'd be each game he wasn't active that he would get, he wouldn't get the 60000 but that's not in this deal. Phenomenal job by Odo Beckham Jr. Now, you had Jacoby Myers um, go to the uh, Raiders, $33 million over three years, no incentives, $11 million per year, $16 million fully guaranteed, $21 million over in overall guarantees. You have Alan Lazard um, go from Green Bay to the Jets, $44 million over four years, $22 million fully guaranteed, basically the first two years, four-year contract. Juju Smith-Schuster signs a deal averaging $8.5 million per year. It's a three-year deal uh, to go from the Chiefs to the uh, Patriots. That's 25-5 um, over the three years. $16 million fully guaranteed. He's got another $7.5 million incentives to bring the max value to $33 million over three years. Vikings cut Adam Thielen, who's going to be 33 this season. And he goes to the um, Panthers on a three-year, $25 million deal. There are no incentives. That averages 
$8,333,333 per year, $14 million fully guaranteed. And another two more I want to highlight. Uh, Robert Woods was cut by the uh, Titans. Signs with the Texans, $15.25 million over two years. Um, $10.5 fully guaranteed. The deal averages $7.625 million per year. And an injury-plagued uh, Michael Thomas, who's barely played the last three years, goes back to the Saints on a one-year deal for $6.46 million, all guaranteed. There's another $5 million in incentives, so it's a one-year deal that can max at $11.46 million. So that kind of gives you the lay of the land of the 2020 three wide receiver market with that Odell Beckham um, junior deal topping the market. Typically a player wants to be made whole. Hopkins was supposed to make 19.45 million. Now if someone wanted to pay him 19.45 million, they probably would have acquired him. Maybe they didn't want to give up the steep asking price that the Cardinals had and if there wasn't any flexibility and they really needed a day two pick, which had been a second or third round pick. Then between those two um, factors, there's no deal to be made. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Now let's go back and take a detailed look at the teams with the five quarterbacks that Hopkins uh, would prefer. We'll start out with the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills are very tight against the cap. The Bills only have $1,508,355 of cap space. Now, they've already restructured their biggest contracts. They can't get cap space from Josh Allen. They can't get cap space from Von Miller. They can't get cap space from... Stefan Diggs, who has seemingly been unhappy since they lost in the divisional playoff round to the Cincinnati Bengals um, in January. Where they could get cap room would be Jadavius White or Deion Dawkins. Those are the next two biggest cap hits on the team. Um, White, $16,237,857 cap hit. Deion Dawkins, $14,854,394 cap hit. Presumably, Hopkins would be an upgrade over uh, Gabe Davis as a number two receiver. Um, that'd give them a nice trio of receivers. Davis is in a contract year. Um, they also used their first-round pick on an offensive weapon, um, tight end Dalton Kincaid. Then you've got Kansas City. K- 
Kansas City in terms of cap space isn't <laughs> they're in the same ballpark as uh, Buffalo. Actually, a little bit worse. They have $1,243,432 cap space. Now, uh, this is a team where last year they didn't miss a beat without um, Tyreek Hill. Had a uh, top five offense without Tyreek Hill and scored the most points. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes said something pretty interesting last week uh, before Hopkins was released where he said they were thought they were pretty deep at receiver. They have uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling returning. Scantling returning. Uh, Kadarius Toney, who they got from the Giants after he washed out there. Uh, former first-round pick. Sky Moore is going to be in his second year. Rasheed Rice out of SMU is taking the second round in this year's draft. Some people have been hyping up Tony like he could be the number one receiver. They got the most prolific uh, tight end in the NFL. Future first ballot Hall of Famer Travis Kelsey on this team. Hopkins should be the primary wide receiver. Um, primary target in the passing game is going to be Kelsey. In Buffalo, you got Diggs there, so at best 1B. But early in Hopkins' career, he was paired up with uh, Andre Johnson. Still had gas left in the tank before Hopkins overtook him um, as they continued to play together. Now, actually mentioned as a second quarterback was Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia. Um, Holmes was third. Um, Josh Allen was mentioned first. Now, cap room's not really an issue with the Eagles um, because the Eagles have $13,219,249 of cap space. And this would be such a high Roseman thing to do, the GM uh, of the Eagles. Last year, he focused building up depth on the uh, defensive line going out and getting another offensive weapon or toy for um, Jalen Hurts. We write up his alley. They're kind of weak as a third receiver. It's Quez Watkins. They've got Devonta Smith, who's the number two to A.J. Brown's number one, who's making $25 million per year. So the type of targets that Hopkins would get would not be like they've been anyplace else. So I'm a little surprised to see that on his list. Number four, he had the Baltimore Ravens. And they've got $12,007,012 of cap space. But that's not the bigger issue in Baltimore. In Baltimore, I suspect that Odell Beckham Jr. contract would be a big issue. That If I'm Hopkins, I don't want to play for less than... Odo Beckham Jr. in the same place. Because I'm thinking better than he is. And Hopkins is last Pro Bowl, not Hopkins, Beckham's last Pro Bowl season, 2016. Last thousand yard season, 2019. Gets 15 million fully guaranteed signing. Phenomenal deal. No per game roster bonuses. I thought since he's had a second ACL tear. And missed all of last year. There'd be at least a million in per game roster bonuses. By that I mean that there'd be sixty, like some amount. If you're a million, maybe it's sixty thousand per game that he gets if he's on the forty-eight man active roster. 
Um, and then if he's in street clothes or an IR, he doesn't get the money. So if he had 60000 per game, that'd be $1.02 million in per game roster bonuses. Um, that's what Juju Smith-Schuster had in Kansas City last year, $1.02 million in per game roster bonuses. And he missed the majority of the 2021 season, I think, with a shoulder injury. Um, but phenomenal deal. He's also asked $3 million in incentives. And what is, cla- what is considered not likely to be earned for Beckham? is totally different than what would be considered not likely to be earned for DeAndre Hopkins. Beckham did not play last year, so what you did in the prior year is considered likely. He did nothing, so everything's not likely. Nonetheless, the thresholds are easily achievable to a degree. Um, the way I peg it, Beckham should make another 1-5 in incentives at a minimum because he's got $250,000 for 30 more receptions or $500,000 for 40 more receptions or um, $750,000 for 50 or more receptions or $1 million for 60 more receptions or leading the team in receptions. He's got um, $250,000 for 250 more receiving yards or $500,000 for 500 or more receiving yards or $750,000 for 750 or more receiving yards or $1 million for 1,000 more receiving yards or leading team in receiving yards. He also has $250,000 for three or more receiving touchdowns or $500,000 for five or more receiving touchdowns or $750,000 for seven or more receiving touchdowns or $1 million for nine or more receiving touchdowns or leads team in receiving. So I'm looking at it that he should get to 50 receptions. That's 750. At a minimum, he should get to 500 receiving yards. That's another... 500,000, and should catch three touchdown passes. That's another 250. That's where the 1-5 comes from. So um, Beckham should be making 16-5 this year. Worst case scenario from Baltimore. And the way this deal was structured, he's only taking up 3.932 million on the cap because his $13.865 million signing bonus is getting prorated over five years. It's not all counting in 2023. Um, because they added four voiding dummy years, 2024, 25, 26, and 27, all void. They're fake years, just for cap purposes. So if it's a one-year deal where they don't get a new deal in place before the void hits, Baltimore's going to have an $11.099 million cap charge. That'll be the dead money in 2024 if Beckham is one and done. And the last team on the list... Uh, out of his five was the uh, San Diego chart not San Diego, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And they've got $13,206,861 $6, um, in cap space. Now, you do have two $20 million receivers on the team, um, but both of them have durability concerns. And they use first-round pick on Quentin Johnston, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. So luxury, not a necessity for the Chargers. Now, that's out of the, just looking at the five teams that um, he has the most interest in. And where Hopkins is going to make his most money is he's got to have multiple teams involved that are suitors. It can't just be the two which were the most interested in the trade that never happened. Bills and Chiefs. You get multiple suitors, you can play them off against each other, and that's how you're going to get your best deal. If, if you're only dealing with one or two teams, then you don't have a lot of leverage and the money's not going to be 
what you're accustomed to. Now, the teams with the most cap room, you hope you can draw one or more of those teams in, but they're flaws with the teams that have cap room. Teams team with the most cap room is the Chicago Bears. They've got $33,044,902 of cap space. They traded with Carolina to get D.J. Moore to be um, an upgrade at receiver. They, last year they picked up um, Chase Claypool at the trading deadline. They have uh, Darnell Mooney still around. They may not think they need DeAndre Hopkins, given they're not close. At least they don't appear to be close to being a winning team. Plus you got Justin Fields, who's still making um, strides as a quarterback. I don't necessarily know if that's Hopkins' first choice, but if they're, if they're going to show interest... He could use them to drive up a price to where he really wants to go. Um, Carolina has a second most cap space. Bryce Young, first overall pick as the quarterback. Pro- probably not all that appealing, even though Hopkins is from is a South Carolina native. Um, would be close to home. They have $27,941,090 in cap space. Same issue exists with the team with the third amount of cap space, third most amount of cap space, the Annapolis Colts. Either got Garner Minshew or Anthony Richardson, who was taken in the first round as your quarterback. $23,774,233 of cap space. Now, the team that has the fourth most cap space would be intriguing to me. You have the Detroit Lions, $23,584,745 of cap space. Now, I'm on Ross St. Brown was the leading receiver, fourth-round pick out of uh, fourth-round pick in 2021. He's got some promise. That guy looks like he's he's legit, can be a number-one receiver, or you could be 1A and 1B. Jameson Williams serving a suspension to start the season because of running afoul of the gambling policy. They brought back Marvin Jones um, from Jacksonville. But I'd have them on my radar screen because – Detroit Lions seem to be the consensus pick to win a weekend NFC North. That would be a team I would have interest in. Jared Goff played very well last year. The much maligned Jared Goff um, had a very good season. Next two teams in terms of cap space, Houston Texans, been there, done that. That's where you were drafted. Played there before C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback, team which is not close to winning. They have $17,646,069 in cap space. And then Green Bay, who essentially has a rookie because Jordan Love has hardly played. They have $17,207,499 in cap space. That would have made sense if you had... Aaron Rodgers there, but with Jordan Love, no. Now, particularly with Kansas City and Buffalo, you don't even have enough cap room right now to get to a Beckham deal. And I don't know if Hopkins is going to be able to get that type of money, given that we're basically June when he's hitting the open market and the lack of suitors for the trade, although it was more complicated than signing a free agent. But neither one of these teams has uh, 3.932 million in cap space. And his incentives are going to be different, but you're going to have to be creative 
to sign him. I don't know what the base salary would be. Um, I'm assuming a Hopkins worst case scenario might be along the lines of a Julio Jones last year. And the reason I use Julio Jones is that he was coming off of a down injury plagued year in Tennessee when he was released. And he signed right before the start of training camp with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One-year deal for $6 million. Um, maxed out at eight incentives. His thresholds were 50, 60, 70, and 80 catches, 600, 700, 800, 900 receiving yards. Um, he also had $2 million coming from the Titans because he had a $2 million base salary guarantee. Um, so it was eight is what he was scheduled to make because the guarantee had no offset. The Tennessee couldn't get money back from the new deal in Tampa. He got to double dip. Um, the one thing in this deal which Hopkins wouldn't want is there were $1.25 million in per-game roster bonuses in this um, Julio Jones deal. So we're talking basically one-year deal front side of $8 million. Or you kind of look at it that he's got to be worth more than Adam Thielen's $8 million. $333,333 per year. So basically eight five. Robert Woods is at seven point six two five. You gotta think he's it's gonna be north of that. Um with Hopkins the incentives are, are different because last year Hopkins had sixty four catches, seven hundred and seventeen yards, three TDs, his playtime was forty five point nine seven percent. Anything which is below those thresholds is considered likely to be earned as a cap charge. Anything above on its own, there's going to be no cap charge during the season. It'll be taken care of in a year in reconciliation. Where you look at likelies that weren't earned and not likelies that were, and then you either have a credit or debit on the cap. So those are the thresholds on their own. You can combine a lower threshold with a team qualifier or another statistical qualifier and do incentives that way. I'm assuming you're going to have to do something like that, particularly for one of these two teams since they're cash, since they're cap strapped. So one thing we know Hopkins wasn't on last year was the 53-man roster for the first game of the year, or IR or PUP. He was suspended. So you could couple a lower statistical threshold with that as a qualifier, and that's considered not likely to be earned. So you could have 25 catches. Theoretically, you could have one catch. And if he's on the 50th-man roster, IR or PUP for the first week of the 2023 regular season, that's considered not likely, um, theoretically. Uh, Obviously, you'd think the threshold would be higher. Somewhere between one and 65 catches, because 65, I mean 64, because 64 is the last of uh, likely. The easiest threshold, the first threshold for not likely should be on its own, 65 catches and 718 yards for Hopkins. It may have to be majority of the money and incentives. I don't know how much will be these very easy ones to earn where he doesn't have to do a whole lot. But if DeAndre Hopkins is the Hopkins of old and not an old DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to do at least what he did last year. So that's how I kind of see this envisioning, particularly for Buffalo 
and Kansas City. Obviously, there are probably going to be incentives. You don't have to really go this low. You can't do a straight team offensive qualifier. Well, you could, but it wouldn't benefit Hopkins because they were so great offensively, these two teams, that they stunk up to joint. We're ranked in the 20s in most statistical categories offensively. Use that as a team qualifier, but they weren't, so that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him. Um, there are a couple other teams um, that would intrigue me besides the five on his list and the ones that had cap space. If you want to be a New York Jet, I'd have Aaron Rodgers on speed dial because uh, I'll say this partially in jest, whatever the assistant GM Aaron Rodgers wants, the assistant GM Aaron Rodgers seems to be getting at this particular point in time. Now, um, if you had DeAndre Hopkins for Jet, and they've got Garrett Wilson, looks like he could be a star in the making. They signed Alan Lazard. Uh, it would probably be at Corey Davis's expense. He's in the last year of a contract of a $10.5 million base salary that's not guaranteed. So, you pick up $10.5 million of cap space you could play with to sign Hopkins. Um, if you um, didn't have Corey Davis on the team. So that's where the cap space would come from um, in this particular situation. Now, another team I wouldn't rule out is the New England Patriots. I know that there was the rift between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins when he was in Houston. Um, O'Brien is now the Patriots offensive coordinator. He was the head coach in Houston um, when he was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Stranger things have happened. Bill Belichick always heaps a ton of praise on DeAndre Hopkins whenever they play him. Um, They basically traded out Jacoby Myers for Juju Smith-Schuster, who signed for $8.5 million as a base, $11 million is a max on his deal. You'd have to pay him more, presumably, than Juju um, for New England. But um, Dallas, I could see kicking the tires on DeAndre Hopkins, although they went out and got Brandon Cooks um, in a trade. They've got Michael Gallup, who signed an $11.5 million per year deal. He should be better uh, another year removed from the torn ACL. And C.D. Lamb is their clear-cut number one receiver. Uh, Dallas has um, $10.9 million in cap space, but they will be picking up uh, cap space on June 2nd um, because they have uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who was given a post-June 1 designation, and they're going to have his $10.9 million base salary come off the book, so they'd have the cap space to do it. Um, Kevin Stefanski, the Cleveland head coach, said that they'll explore everything, but they're happy with their receivers. It's really Amari Cooper they got last year in a trade who signed a $20 million per year deal is their guy. And the quarterback and DeAndre Hopkins are close. He'd love to happen to Sean Watson. That was his go-to guy in Cleveland. Now, Cleveland, from a um, cap standpoint, doesn't have a lot of cap room um, today. But that's going to change. 
they've got two post June 1 designations that are going to come off the books for them. Um, so they're going to pick up cap room. They're going to pick up um, 1.165 million from Jadavion Clowney. And John Johnson is another one. Um, they're going to pick up 9.75 million uh, from him as well. And their cap situation is, I think they got like uh, a little over six um, of cap space. But as you can see, that is going to change dramatically uh, for them. So they're going to be in a much different uh, cap space in a couple of days. Um, it's actually $6,158,683 of cap space that they have. Um, but um, Bob Hopkins, I need multiple teams involved so that I can play them off against each other and try to get the best deal I can. If not, he's going to be playing for probably significantly less than he made, was scheduled to make the $19.45 million. Um, you got to be creative with Kansas City and Buffalo if he's going to end up there. Well, that's going to be it for this week's Inside the Cap. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, C-O-R-Y-J-O-L. And you can read the regular CBS Sports.com column, Agent Stake. Um, and thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.